Hello, everybody. Welcome to Don't Talk About It. This week, we are going to cover a topic from a while ago. This was my senior year in Alaska, and um, it was an interesting event and a really big life-changing experience for me. It's one that I will always remember, and it's one that I talk about greatly to this day. Um, Something really took place there. Uh, I learned perception, I learned patience, and uh, I learned how to enjoy the view. And uh, it really changed my entire summer for the better. And uh, I'd like to share that with you today. So my story starts uh, in Corvallis. This was 2006. I was heading into my senior year and um, I was feeling pretty lazy and kind of wanted to goof off a little bit. So I thought the best way to do that would be to work my tail off over the summer, Um, you know, work two or three jobs, make as much money as I can to pay for my senior year, um, and would work less throughout the the year. Um, And so I would have more time to focus on my needed to graduate classes and I could fulfill the rest of my class requirements with classes I wanted to take and things that were not required for graduation but were required for my own curiosity and interest you know like golf and rock climbing and you know kind of things like that I did take an astronomy class um, definitely have gotten way more into that uh, since I've graduated but at the time it was you know it was a pass no pass class but that's not why we're here. We're here today to talk about uh, another area, which is Alaska. So I flew into Alaska. Um, I flew out, I think it was June 12th. It was literally the day after I finished my, my last final. And I had this big old army bag. I went down to the military surplus store and just packed this bag with all these warm clothes, anything I could think of that I might need. And it didn't matter because once I got there, like things 180 changed. And, and you know, I'm glad I was so OCD about trying to make it perfect, uh, which is kind of the, the bullet point moral of the lesson here today is stop worried about Uh, best practices when it comes to how people view you, how things look, you know, uh, focusing on perfection and just, uh, you know, changing that perception to more big picture, what you're there for and what you want to take away from uh, the situation. Um, So I take my big old army bag and I board this plane at, um, you know, uh, eight o'clock at night and I fly out to Alaska and I'm heading to Seward and I've never even heard of Seward, let alone, you know, be there for, you know, three months. Um, and so when I land, I land in Anchorage. It's the closest spot to Seward. And, uh, you know, then we have to drive. It's, I think it was about a two hour drive to get there. Um, once you land in, in Anchorage, so I land and uh, I get off the plane and it's the, about midnight and with the time change and it's still light. I mean, it is literally, I live in Southern Oregon and usually dusk breaks during the summer, spring here around, you know, five thirty six, 
And that's about how I would describe it is like that crest of sun that's coming over the mountains, um, how it breaks and it's, it's light and you can see, but it's not like bright. Um, it's just kind of this ambiance. And that's what it was when I got off the plane and I looked at my watch and I went, oh my God, like this is, this is supposed to be night. And uh, my friend Matt, who he was, um, who the reason why I was flying there, Matt had worked um, as a captain for, since I was in, you know, since we were in high school, we were longtime high school friends and are, you know, still uh, acquaintances and, and friends. And we've ventured off in different areas of our life. So, you know, we don't have much time to connect with each other. But um, Matt is somebody who is always a memorable person, uh, especially introducing me for this experience. And um, he asked me, he said, you know, hey, I'm looking for a deckhand for the summer. We ran a 36-foot glacier craft. Uh, We took six people fishing out to the Gulf of Alaska every day. Um, It was about 60 miles out. We went out to Montague Island. We fished for halibut, lean cod, uh, salmon sharks, um, we also uh, fished for um, some king salmon, some yellow eye, and uh, kind of anything else that ended up on the end of our hook, uh, you know. Uh, so he didn't have a deckhand and asked if I'd come spend the summer with him. And, you know, it was a great way to, to accomplish my goal and make that money I needed. Um, it paid very well. And, uh, you know, I could I could work you know, one job that would pay what, you know, three jobs would pay. Although lo and behold, I found out later that summer it was like working three jobs at least. Um, but Matt was waiting for me when I got off the plane and, uh, he, he said, welcome to Alaska. And we, uh, headed towards, towards the house, um, towards Seward. And, um, we get to this apartment, get on the road and we start driving and, it's like everything is just, oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, look at that. And I'm talking about, I mean, the glaciers. The glaciers is the first thing to mention. I mean, it is literally like looking through another world. It's almost universal when it comes to just this vast depth of, um, I would almost say eternity. When you look into a glacier, it just goes forever. And, um, there's no way to describe it, but there's glaciers all, all over through Alaska here. And I'm just captivated by these as we go to the, the apartment. And, you know, so I'm overjoyed with all this, this beauty as, as I'm heading, um, to our residence and, and then it's quickly changed when, when we open the door to the, our apartment and it's uh we have this little, it's probably 500 square feet. It says like little tiny living room. And then there's like, or it's gotta be bigger than that. It's got about 800 square feet because it's got a living room and about two bedrooms. And uh, he opens, I open the door to my bedroom and there's literally no mattress in the bedroom. It's just an open room with wooden floors. Um, I think the whole house had like three plates in the kitchen and a broken down chair in the living room. And so I opened my, my place and I'm like, where's my bed? And, uh, Matt goes, Oh, well, I guess they hadn't delivered it yet. So he's like, there's a chair in the living room. <laughs> and I was like, 
welcome to Alaska, you know, so I think the first night I, I ended up trying to sleep on this chair, and, and I took all my clothes out of the bag and spread them all over the floor, and I ended up creating this mattress out of the clothing that I had packed, and, uh, that was my kind of like initiation to welcome to Alaska. Um, and so, uh, so the next 40, we, uh, we drive back to Anchorage. Um, I had to buy all my gear, which is like boots and, um, you need Grundens, which are, you know, like your bib overalls. Um, I got a initiation of the boat. You know, we went down to the dock we were working on. I got introduced to our, our, uh, glacier craft, um, and kind of a little tour of, you know, here's the live well, which is an area that you lift to, you know, put the fish in, um, kind of how the hooks work, how to tie. Um, I have always been a fisherman my whole life. My cousin started me off when I was about three years old. I had this little Snoopy pole, um, fishing pole, like, uh, Lionel and Snoopy. And uh, I had a plastic hook and we were down on the Rogue River and she had taken one of the fish that she had caught earlier in the day. And when I wasn't looking, she had put it on the end of my line and started, you know, jerking on the pole. And I was so excited. I caught my first fish. And that was kind of my uh, first start into becoming a fishing addict. Um, so I had a lot of experience going on to the boat, which was great for Matt. He didn't have to train me. And, um, outside of, you know, how fishing works, but there was a lot of training and a lot of realizations that, that took place. Um, so first day was orientation. We started the boat and he takes us 60 miles out where we're going fishing. And, um, it's just, it's just, I mean, there is, you know, we see fins of orcas and schools of the, the bait balls of fish and there's grizzly bears on the banks of the islands. And, you know, it's, it's the first day is just this really opening to just kind of sit back and, and enjoy everything. Um, but that quickly ended like immediately the next day when, um, we got our, our first clients and, even though Matt had taken lots of time to show me all the steps, um, it really, for me, turned into my biggest downfall, which is what people think of me. Um, I'm always focused on 100% doing it right. I've got to be perfect. Um, if somebody doesn't like me, I've got to know why. What did I do to offend them? Um, because, you know, I'm somebody who really strives to be kind and courteous to others. And, uh, I, I don't like judgment and I'm very self judging and something that's very hard for me to do. So as soon as the clients came on board, it was a very hard realization that like I was no longer enjoying Alaska and the beauty and the surroundings of what everything was there to offer. And I was focusing on perfection and being a good employee. And, you know, the reality is I'm not getting fired unless I really mess up. I'm not getting fired. I'm in the middle of nowhere for three months. This is not like you can just post this to Craigslist and LinkedIn and all of a sudden you have yourself another deckhand who's willing to work from 
four in the morning to 11 o'clock at night for 40 days straight, get two days off and work 40 days straight again. Um, it's not going to happen. So the reality of me getting fired is not there, but I was so focused on doing it perfect that, you know, I was just, I, I completely had changed my entire perception um, of what I was doing. So the first day was a total disaster. I was trying to like cut the bait. Everything had to be the right size. People would start to, to grab their fish and I would, you know, stop them and say, Oh, I got to do it. You know, and it was really became very, very technical. And I remember the first day ended and we go to this bar, we get a beer and, uh, I remember ordering a beer and Matt looks at me and he goes, no, he's like, you want, you want a glass of scotch? <laughs> he goes, we're going to be here a little while. So you're going to want to sip that thing. So I got this really, my, my mother used to call these come to Jesus talks. And, um, and I think that they're really, really true is it's kind of like a, a check yourself moment with, with why are you here? And, um, and Matt sat down with me and he goes, he's like, Dean, he's like, these people pay hundreds of dollars to fish on this boat. I mean, I think we were paying around like five, $600 a spot per, per person. Um, you know, the, I, myself, I was getting paid a couple hundred dollars a day and plus tips and, you know, tips were what we survive on. And our first day, I think we got like maybe $20 in tips and, and it, it was just because of my attitude and what I was projecting. So Matt sits down with me and he goes, look, I told you how to, to do the job so that you know how to do the job. He goes, we are not policies and procedures. We are not best practices. He's like, we're here to have a damn good time. And that's it. He goes, keep it safe. Keep it fun. Keep it real. And let everything go. He goes, stop focusing on what size the bait gets cut. He goes, I told you those things to give you a general. You are a smart individual. You know how to make your own executive decisions. He goes, I trust you. If you're doing something wrong, I'll point it out. Until then, assume you're doing it right. And that was probably the best advice that I got from him is assume you're doing it right because it gave me the permission to not self-judge. And... um and it really changed uh, my whole approach. So, so this come to Jesus talk uh, lasted a couple hours, and you know we really spoke about the fact that you're here for three months, and you have a couple takeaways, and what you make of it is what you take away. And that same thing goes for the clients. The only difference is is they're only here for one day. So what they take away is going to be really meaningful to both the company and the individual because we want that returning client the following year. And more than anything, we want them to say, hey, we had a great time. And if you go to Alaska, you better go fishing with Matt and Dean because they will make it worth your while. And this really changed because um, the attitude on our boat for the entire summer was just that. It was like party central. 
everybody who booked with us, and I'm saying everybody because my ego side is coming out, <laughs> but um, everyone wanted to book with us. We were filled. We had our whole summer filled before any other boat. And, um, and it had nothing to do with how much fish we were catching. It had to do with how much fun we were having. And, and that was I mean, night and day difference to my entire summer because instead of focusing on the bottom line, I was focusing on, you know, our bottom line experience. And, you know, when you go back and you base your bottom line on how much fish you catch in the day, you know, it really gives you one point of, of value or validity. And if that doesn't hold up to par, then your whole day is shot. Where if you focus on the experience, the time you're having, um, then, then there's so many factors that go into the day that add to a positive experience and a positive end to the day. That one little thing, like not catching all the fish you wanted, is, is just minute on the scale of good things that happened. Um, so, so this technique and I would say philosophy to life was definitely applied. Uh, so the next day we go out and I let everything go. I just let it all glow. Let it all glow. Let it all go. And so what happened is we had two people the next day who bought out the entire boat. They were from um, a Fortune 500 company, and uh, it was these two gentlemen, and they were, I mean, they wore suits every day, like Armani suits. These were people with money, and uh, they had no judgment when they got on that boat. The first thing they did was open their tequila at 4 a.m. to start the day. They were making Bloody Berries with tequila, and, uh, it, it, you know, it was like, we're just here to have a damn good time. And I said, yeah, I hope we can catch some fish. And the first thing they says, who cares? So, you know, that being said, we go out there the next day and with these two gentlemen and we go 60 miles out and we just anchor up. Uh, that's what you do for halibut. It's the first thing we're fishing for. And we anchor up and we start talking to these gentlemen about, work and we're like what do you do you know what is that like and they both look at us and say hey guys we're here to have a good time we're not here to talk about work uh so i'm glad you guys are interested but let's just call it a day and that was the last topic that we talked about for work uh, the rest of the day we talked about life we talked about family we talked about values we talked about what we saw, um, our surroundings, just the enjoyment, and a lot of the day we also just enjoyed silence and um, the meditation of of being out in nature and being out in your surroundings and just vibing that. Um, I know it sounds a little woo woo, but it was it was uh, definitely the start to a, a great experience. And and this day was really unique. Uh, because it set the tone, like I had mentioned earlier, and it set the tone with, with, with this story. So we were out by Montague Island, and we were tucked into this little cove, and it was really quiet, and I'm sitting here pulling anchor, and we were about 200, 200 feet down, 
and I we got this big heavy heavy anchor. I'm on the front of the boat, and it's an open kind of bow. You have the railing, so I've got my legs wrapped around the railing and my feet like hooked so that I don't fall over. And the way that you pull usually is as as you're working with waves as as the waves go down as you're going down on the wave you pull 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 as you come up on the wave you just hold and ride that out and then as you come down you pull 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 and that is because as you go down it's really loose you're actually just grabbing rope you're not trying to actually lift the anchor as much um so so we were in a quiet calm area so this didn't have to happen so i'm just sitting there pulling anchor and enjoying the surroundings not worried about the perfection and this whale breaches right in front of me just i mean 14 feet off the bow boom out of the water here comes this gorgeous big orca and it breaches and turns and i let go of that anchor and i had been pulling probably all 200 feet and in a half a second, I didn't even realize the anchor was back on the bottom of the boat until that whale hit the water and the, the ripple came to rest. When Matt yelled at me, it goes, the anchor, dude. And I turned around and said, did you see the whale? <laughs> I mean, he had spent like six or seven summers up there. So for him, it was like, you know, no big deal. Um, But it was just being so lost in that moment that I didn't even realize and everything else around me had completely let go. Um, And it, it was, you know, just like, this is what I'm here for. And, and Every moment about that happened more and more and more and more as the summer got on. Like, for example, you remember the crappy apartment that I talked to you about at the beginning of this? The next morning after this whale story, I woke up and I noticed that right outside our front room door was the most beautiful glacier I have ever seen. And I woke up every morning early. I mean, I'm already having to be on the boat at 3 a.m., So I'm getting up even earlier to look at this glacier and just stop and enjoy it with a cup of coffee every morning because I know that at the end of this summer, it's not going to be there. And until I was able to enjoy my surroundings instead of focusing on perfection, focusing on what people think about me, focusing on what I'm doing and making sure that it is 100% exact, I lose everything else that is around me when I focus on this finite detail. And that's when we want to remove the magnifying glass and move into a drone view and look at those surroundings. So with that being said, Alaska became a summer of beauty, enjoyment, and a ton of stories. I saw grizzly bears. We left Seward and drove all the way to Southern Oregon, um, going the Yukon Highway and 97, driving through some areas where I looked at our gas meter and I'm like, God, if we run out of gas, I don't think anybody will know if we ever survive and make it to home. 
there was some sketchy places. We had a grizzly bear in the middle of the road that we were honking our horn, trying to get it to move. I got to see all through Canada, the beautiful maples, the hillside, a fire, just the, all the leaves literally lit up the hills like they were on fire. Um, I got to see a fraction of the northern lights. They were very faint. Um, almost went off the road because I was looking at the, the, the lights. That's a time where you need to pay attention to the moment and not your surroundings. <laughs> uh, but all these moments would have been missed if I was focused on me instead of focusing on what everything else around me is trying to show me. So don't miss your experience. The next time you're with your family, the next time you're at, you know, a park, a scene, I mean, a movie, the play. I know we're all going through COVID right now. So, I mean, maybe just waking up and walking around your house and looking at like house plants. Maybe just paying attention to your child a little bit more. But think about the moment. Think about what is happening and enjoy the experience. What we take away from it is what we make it. So what are you taking away? And how is that impacting your life and everyone else around you? Thank you so much for your time, and don't forget to enjoy the view. Have yourself a great day, and tune in next week.